Hey everybody, Coach here. Hey, good to have you with me, really is. Man, summer is starting to get in full swing right now. And where Maestro and I are at, it's uh, summer has found us. We are no longer rain and 50 degrees, and now it's, uh, it's getting up there into the 80s. Hey, uh, this particular week, I wanna stress to you uh, a little bit of safety. And this is gonna go a long ways with a couple little stories involved. So glad you're here. You know, using the, the proper protection can really mitigate unnecessary consequences. Am I right? Even fooling around a little can result in unwanted things, embarrassing explanations, and in some cases, life-altering results. I'm talking about landscape protection when you are engaged in construction or maintenance or harvesting. Yeah, you guys, dirty minds were probably somewhere else, huh? I got you, didn't I? Let's get started. Glad you're here. Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. Hey, you know, I was raised by a dad, mostly, till him and my mom divorced. It was kind of a, kind of a sun god, kind of a sun worshiper. What do I mean by that? He loved back in the day, we're talking the late 50s, 60s, and 70s. He loved back in the day, always sunbathing in one way or another, and when he was out working around the yard or when we were hand digging our swimming pool and pouring cement and stuff when I was a teen, he was always, always in shorts and shoes. Always, always topless, never had a shirt on, never had a, a hat on, uh, sometimes didn't even have long pants on. He generally had some kind of boots on though, and that was it. And this went on for as long as I was a kid, of course, like most boys, they always want to follow in dad's footsteps to many degrees. And my brother and I were no exception. So during the warmer months, we were always running around, you know, without shirts, uh, sometimes without shoes. Yeah, we were kind of renegades. But uh, if only I could be like dad type of mentality, it really was. So as a kid, I was always, I was bronze most of the time. Anytime after school let out to when school went back in. That's just the way I was. Cut off jeans, tennis shoes, that was it. I can remember Pops being out all day long with one project or another, and he kind of took a lot of pride in how, in how tan he was. I really think it was that generation. Well, years later, as he retired from his chosen profession, he continued the same practice until one day. That day is when he found a spot on his chest and one on his ear and one on his nose and he went to the doctor and lo and behold you know he had uh, advancing skin cancer and basically changed his life and changed his ways from that point on but uh, after typical therapies back then it was controlled but never eliminated not for a long long time 
that cancer marched on and it kept rearing its ugly head over it all over his upper body not as not his legs not his feet but his upper body as the years went on the treatment the approach to the doctors were taking got more and more aggressive and removals and plastic surgeries and everything started to really take its toll on pops it really did so what did i learn from this <laughs> duh you know i stopped my lifestyle of following dad's footsteps right around the end of high school uh, even the middle of high school i kind of realized what was going on and yeah even though i still was outside 90 percent of my life i was swimming and you know chasing girls and all that other stuff i i always had a t-shirt on most of the time i had a ball cap on i i don't think i took a lot of sun protection on my legs i i had shorts and cutoffs a lot but you know when i got into the working years you know working at the nursery and learning landscaping and doing side jobs and everything else i started at such a young age of paying attention now did i go out in the sun you know, did I go out around pools, around my apartment complex and whatnot? Yes, I did. But uh, back then, sunscreen was just coming into vogue. And it wasn't very powerful stuff. I can, I can remember, like, SPF, I don't know what it was, 15 or something like that. Copper tone stuff. But I did have it, and I did apply it. Maybe not as much as to today's standards, but I still, I still did it. And knock on wood, I have not uh, had any problems now in my early 60s. You know, my dad started to have to fight that stuff when he was in his 40s. And when he passed away, Godspeed, uh, he had had some face-altering and skin-altering grafts and, and real complications, real, really deep, you know, surgical controls to keep that, that uh, melanoma under control. It was sad. It really was. Thankfully, you know, Dad's cautionary example sent me on a much more aware and respectful thought process when it comes to that bright orb in the sky. You know, I, I know and everybody knows that we need the sun, obviously. We cannot live without it. But we must understand as, you know, gardeners and landscapers and humans what it is capable of damage-wise to us. I kind of developed my own, if you want, a, a personal policy for myself and later on for employees, that sun and personal protection was a very high priority and part of my company. Here are some examples of what I did and I still do it to this day. First of all, it was clothing. Whether you were mowing the lawn or pruning trees or doing landscape construction or just enjoying the yard, you got to take precautions by using proper clothing. Clothing not only for just sun protection, but clothing for personal protection, depending on the tools you're engaged in using at the time. You know, as a professional, I always used long denim pants of one kind or another. Maybe, you know, Levi's or Wranglers or Carhartts, you know, whatever I had. Accompanied with long and or short sleeve shirts and work boots that are often steel-toed. And some form of a hat. Uh, during the cooler times of the year, I generally had a ball cap. When it was blistering summer heat out, uh, I had a very wide brim hat. And I probably went through maybe a dozen of those things over the years. Uh, wore them out quite frequently. Generally, one, at least 
one a year, depending on the conditions. The ball cap style, okay, it kept a little sun off the top of my bean and a little off my face, but it didn't do much for didn't do much for ears and neck and that kind of stuff. So in my construction work trailer, I oftentimes had a little a little cubby there and it always had some SPF sunscreen in it, one kind or another, either a clear spray or a, a cream or something. And on those days where you knew it was going to be one of those days, you know, you just reach up in there when you got to the job site and put it on your nose and ears and neck and arms and you went to work. And it just became a, a habit and a way of life. So for home maintenance and construction when I was building Weed Patch Ranch, it didn't change. It Just because I wasn't at a getting paid job site, the work was still the same. The freaking sun is still the same. So all it was was the same type of work, different location. So mowing and pruning, especially the olive orchard, always had the same type of clothing and always had, you know, a little dab of something on the nose and ears. And generally when I have short sleeve shirts on, I usually had sunscreen, but not always. Not, I, I got to admit, you know, I'm fallible like any other human. So it's kind of my bad there, but better than half the time, I would say, depending on the work location. If I was in a shady environment for most of the morning and most of the day, I didn't put anything on until after lunch because the sun shadow would come over and start hitting you. Um, and you know how sunscreen is. I mean, we're so aware of it in these, this day and age. You know, it only lasts, you know, two to four hours, maybe some a little bit longer. But the stuff I had, I just pick up a tube of it when I went to the went to Lowe's or Home Depot or the grocery store or something. So it wasn't anything super special or spectacular. I just lathered it on. And man, at the end of a dusty, dirty day, God, was I a mess. You know, that stuff would stick to all the sunscreen, all the dust and dirt and whatnot. But here, here I am, 63 years old, and I still have the ability to look at my hands and my arms and my ears and my face and my neck. And I don't have any of those scary scary dots that Pops had. So protection from the sun is very obvious, but also protection when it comes to what you're using out there. I mean, how many times have you driven around your neighborhood or when you were growing up and you saw people mowing lawns or pruning trees and all they had on was flip-flops and uh, shorts and a tank top type of stuff. You know, you really gotta, you really gotta go that extra yard because you just don't know when Murphy is going to raise his ugly freaking head. You just don't know. So gloves for the most part, especially when you're in uh, cutting type of power equipment, chainsaws, hedge trimmers, that kind of stuff. I'm a prime example of not always following this mantra. There have been times where I had guys pruning stuff and I was helping them drag stuff out to the trailer. And I can remember one time I had a a really aggressive pruning saw and one piece just did not fit up in the trailer and so I went to to cut it and god dang it guys that was the day that I did not have gloves on and sure as crap went right through my left index finger and to the bone and it just started gushing everywhere and I remember having to run to the, the grocery store and go to the pharmacy and I grabbed like <laughs> six or seven things and just started uh, terry stripping and wrapping and tightening, and then, you know, you you go back to work. 
and I can remember Maestro seeing it that night. And you need stitches. Ah, you know, I'm a guy. I don't. Rah, 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 rah. But as it was, do as I say, not as I do, type of thing. Because I'm I'm fallible just like everybody. Quick story of mine though. When it comes to power equipment, I had this kid in uh, the town I was practicing in. He was much younger than me. I, I knew him in high school. And when he got out, instead of going off to college, he went into the landscape maintenance business and he started a landscape mow and blow yard maintenance business at the ripe old age of 18. And he was very successful at it. And he, he grew that business and I knew that he was, he was still in business when I left California. But there's one thing that uh, I noticed is after a few years, we kind of lost touch. And when I saw him again, we sat down and talked. His name is Joe. And I noticed that when I talked with Joe, you know, much like a conversation you have with somebody at a cafe table or, a, you know, just standing face to face and talking is that he talked very loud, very, very loud. And at the time that I saw him, he was now 38, approaching 40. And I said to him, I said, dang, Joe, what, you know, you're, you're deafening me here. What's the deal? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you're talking really loud. Why are you, why are you talking so loud? I'm not talking loud. This is how I talk. I, I didn't know that. No, that's not how you have talked in the past. You, you're talking like you're, you got some hearing loss. Do, is it the mowers and the power equipment starting to get to you? Well, lo and behold, he went to the doctor and found out that he had 40% hearing damage from mowers and blowers and edgers and trimmers over the past 20 plus years. So nothing like hearing protection as well. In a very, very big way, Joe had started to lose his hearing and at a fairly young age. You know, I, I can see Joe having hearing aids and everything before he's the age of 50. That's for darn sure. So we can all draw a picture. You know, we can draw a, an advertising commercial or picture in a magazine of some sexy dude or sexy woman, you know, out in the, in the yard on a Saturday morning planting flowers or mowing the lawn or doing whatever or out there on the back patio with a ice cold glass of something while they're watching the kids play in the pool, you know, and it all looks really, really good. If you're doing it just occasionally, you know, and you do it for a short period of time, you're not sitting out there in your wherewithals with your tank top or your bikini and, and you're exposing yourself to the sun for hours on end without some sort of cover up and certainly some sort of, um, SPF protection. It, it's just not good thinking anymore. And I know it still goes on out there, maybe not quite as much as when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, but it's still, it's still out there. It really is. So most of the time, you know, the, the shorts, tank top, and flip-flops, that's fine for sitting around the pool, but it's not for going out and using power mowers and edgers, power pruning shears, or trimming trees. Got to get back into that uh, that garb that really, really, you know, protects your skin and protects yourself. Heavy-duty gloves, but gloves that are still allow a sense of dexterity. You want to glove up so much that you don't have that ability to have fine micromotor skills. Don't want to do that. I don't think any good is going to come when you, you're like Pillsbury Doughboy covered up in all this stuff and you can't move freely. So choose your stuff wisely. I always suggest to folks that if you're going to get out and do stuff like this, get out early, get done early. 
or get out really late and finish it dark when the sun is not at its highest exposure. And it's not as hot. It's easier on plantings. It's easier on lawns to be maintained. It's easier on you. And here's some of the, the things that I've always kind of stressed to employees and people that worked for me at nurseries, etc. is first of all, protect your skin. You only, you know, I know it's regenerative, but if you start damaging it and the layers below it, eventually it's going to turn on you. And you're either going to look like a prune or you're going to end up with problems down the road. Also hydrate. Hydration is one of the biggest things that Maestro constantly kicking my head in. Make sure that I, that I keep up on hydration, especially when we're hiking or outdoors, biking or whatever. You know, you should hydrate at least to the rate. So you're peeing of maybe once an hour, one, once every hour and a half. So take care of that hydration, man. Your, your body is, you know, made up of a majority of water and you got to keep, you got to feed that machine. You're going to work a lot better and you're going to maintain your stamina a lot better if you're well hydrated. And I have had some stubborn ass employees over the years that said, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I would insist they go, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you know, you, you can't take a, a ball peen hammer and hit him over the head and make a grown man freaking drink, you know? So sure enough, right before lunch or right after lunch, I used to call it the, the wall and I'd see these guys, they did really good work. And then they would just hit a wall and they go, it's like someone just reestatted them down. I'd go, what's up? I'd go, ah, man, I'm just, you know, getting tuckered out. Da, da, da. I said, how much have you drank today? Well, you know, I, I drank enough. And <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. But what are you going to do? And the other thing is, and I've been, I've fallen victim of this countless times. And that is, don't think to yourself, it can't happen to you. Murphy is a bastard. And he is very non-selective when it comes to finding the that day and making you that guy or that gal. Yep, Murphy. If I ever find him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch him in the face. I really will. You know, look out for your loved ones as well. Now, I, I shared you the story with Pops. And, you know, he didn't look after my brother and I like parents probably do today. He just run around, all these little bronze babies run around the, the, the yard. Well, not in this day and age. Didn't raise my kids that way either. So... Make sure you take care of them. Make sure you take care of mom and dad. Make sure you take care of yourself. The other thing is, is know the equipment you are going to be using and take the necessary protective precautions every time without exception. Every time. Not like it's an afterthought, you know, shorts and flip-flops. Don't go get the chainsaw. Don't go get the pruning saw and start in on something that you just happened to see. Are the chances there that something's not going to happen? Sure. But what if? And if it was preventable? We've all had those occasions in our adult lives, going all the way back to when we were kids, where we should have said, if I had only, or if they had only, or gosh, this was so preventable, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want any of my listeners to have to fall victim to that. I really don't. Set the example. Pass it on visually and orally to your kiddos so they make it a, a lifelong habit. I think caring parents are much more aware of sun protection these days as when I was growing up. I brought my kids up through organized sports and parents are still doing that today. And it, it's almost like a, uh, an unwritten rule that kids that are out there on baseball, you know, the, the summer type sports, baseball, tennis courts, 
uh, soccer, I guess. I, I don't know exactly what sports are being played outside of baseball during the summer, but basketball out on the, the rec league courts and stuff, yeah, make sure they're lathered up. You know, landscape companies that I have been a part of, that I have owned, that I have been around, nurseries as well, wholesale growers, they have actual corporate policies in place and safety plans that they have to be reviewed and signed off on. Sun protection, supervisors tell the employees, lather up a little bit. We don't want anybody, you know, getting burnt and getting sick and calling in sick because of this kind of stuff, because it's all what? Work-related. So, you know, companies got to look out for themselves a little bit and look out by teaching employees the right way to do things. You know, the old adage back in the day of uh, the construction worker, you ladies know what I'm talking about, that he-man, that he-man with a work belt on and a yellow construction cap and all muscled up and bronze topless, yeah, those bronze god syndromes. You know, if you go to construction sites now, you don't see it nearly as much. I'm sure they're still there a little bit, but not, not quite nearly as much as when I was growing up. And hey, ladies, listen up. You are no exception. I think you guys can even be better at it than guys because skincare is, you know, kind of a little more to the forefront of your minds than it is for guys. I don't want to go down that road too far in this day and age, but it's kind of true. So fashion too. You know, gardening and yard maintenance and construction is not the time to really worry about being a fashion statement. Oh, you can do it. You can go out and find the, the latest gardening garb by shopping online or going shopping. And I just said that to any lady listeners right now. Yeah, go shopping for stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moving on. So wrapping up, don't enter into projects that involve landscape construction without thinking it all the way to your clothing and sun protection. Personal protection as well. Sun burns, capital B-U-R-N-S, are still burns. They may not be a deep scale burn, a deep, deep tissue burn. If you take your eye off the ball and forget one day, I'll guarantee you the shower is going to remind you and that mattress is going to remind you that night when you lay down on your back and it is not so nice. It is not so nice. And you're reaching for the ibuprofen and the aloe vera you know, lotion and trying to <laughs> knock this thing down. And once again, so, so preventable. So preventable. And you know, you do those burns or that, that exposure over time, you're going to end up disrupting some of those cells inside your body and cause a sleeping giant many, many years later. The chances are greatly increased. And who in hell wants that? Am I right? So, yep, personal protection. Protective clothing that's going to allow you to be a good DIY homeowner, landscaper, maintainer, etc. No matter what you're doing, set the good example. Make sure you got the right clothing on and then use and know how to use the equipment that you're doing so you don't put yourself at risk. Hey, I got a special surprise for you coming up. There's going to be a bonus, a couple of bonuses coming up as far as content. Some very special interview and garden tour that we did with uh, some new friends of ours that are just fantastic DIY landscapers. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So look for it. It's going to be titled Chris's Garden, and you're going to see it on the YouTube channel in, uh, oh, probably in less than a week. So keep your eyes open for that. As always, to your guys' landscape success, if you're always in the mood to help coach out, 
Go over to the website, youryardcoach.com, and check out the book and the course. Don't forget the free 15-step DIY uh, giveaway that I always have there for you. And I will catch you guys next week. I sure do appreciate your attention. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to drop comments and email me anytime you'd like. Take care, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.